Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgates. We're back in the Woos Media Studios. Today is October 25th, 2021. It's Monday. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me, as always, Tyler Walgie, professional Hello. better. Hello, William. It's Producer Smitty, not Professor Smitty. <laughs> oh, come on. I like Professor Smitty. Professor Smitty. Brian Ryan. He's here. Is his name. Brian Ryan. And it's Halloween week. It's spooky season, officially. We are uh, in the week of Halloween. Some people were already going out, I saw, on like social media, wearing costumes and partying mm. this last weekend. Well. And I feel like if you just, you know, if you have like three costumes that you want to break out for one Halloween, that's the way to do it. But I'm only going to be getting dressed up for this weekend. What are you going to dress up as? Okay, I have a few options. Mm. I haven't decided entirely. I'm looking at mainly like something simple that we're not have to like blow a lot of cash or like something super elaborate, right? Like taking something from the office, like three hole punch. Will I? I did. Th- I did that one year. <laughs> that was a lazy Halloween year. So I did okay. do that one year. No, okay. I was thinking um, of just getting like. Uh, bear with me as I as I say this. Getting like pantyhose and doing like the burglar thing where you put it over your face mm-hmm. and just going as a burglar and like wearing like black <laughs> and gloves and just like if you've ever done that like where you stretch those the things <laughs> over your face like in the movies it makes you look like a, a, a different person entirely it's yeah. hilarious okay but are there any famous burglars you can go as oh i, mean, I was i was kind of thinking about like maybe the wet bandits the sticky bandits from home alone okay but like once again those are kind of specific i would need like wigs and stuff like this is more just like hey i'm a burglar and then maybe i go to a party and i steal something maybe you can just house. say you're someone from pop culture or something what, that's true what, what about uh like a famous burglar uh you could go as the simpsons character snake jailbird you know oh, snake. i love snake you can go as snake <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe just snake tattoo on your arm though a yeah and he's, snake he's got like this the pack of cigarettes underneath his sleeve right <laughs> yeah. yeah snake jailbird snake, see, but i don't really think i look like him Plus, a lot of people may not watch The Simpsons and, and, like, and get The Simpsons. It is kind of hard to be a Simpsons character if you're not like bright highlighter yellow skin. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, like unless you're like Marge Simpson or Maggie, I feel like most people wouldn't be like, "Oh, you're a Simpson." Yeah, character. and if you do have skin that looks like that, you need to go to a hospital. Yeah, that's that is a good point. <laughs> so I looked up here on Google the uh, top ten television thieves of all time. Okay, and number one. Is, oh, that's uh, a Big Pussy from Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Now, Bleep do, that out. do you want to be known as that for Halloween? Do you no. want to go as that? Because well, I figure if you're going to go as that, it would look different for the costume. Yeah. <laughs> no, and if you haven't seen the Sopranos, you're like, you're like, what the hell is going on right now? He's just a normal like Italian mobster looking guy. Salvatore Bonpensiero. Uh, yeah. Bonpensiero. Uh, I think it was... Uh, Salvatore Bonpensiero, Big Pussy. Is his Bump, name Bump and Cero is how it's pronounced on oh, the show. I watched Sopranos recently. Bump, okay. I'm not good um, with the whole phonetic, you know. And what that's also not like very, you know, topical. Like that show was popular in like 2004. So I mean, I, I just feel like, looked on Google. And no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not throwing this in your face. Just like, but if I'm going to go as like a Sopranos character, I think most people are going to be like, what are, what are you? Like, are you just like an Italian guy? Right. So no, but I, yeah, I'm thinking about that. <laughs> I'm thinking about going as uh like a like a road bike cyclist and like a uh, well that would like be a, easy like because you have that stuff I, exactly these are all easy things and I'm not even really a big like uh, I do have one of those stupid lycra skin suits though uh, I just never wear it so okay. I could wear it for Halloween okay what are, are you guys dressing up do you guys have costumes well I think I'm gonna dress up with uh, my girlfriend Allie but I don't know what I'm gonna be yet mm. now what I, is you, she being do you know she's, I think she's gonna be she has a witch costume. Okay. So she's going to be a witch. So I don't know. I, we're not going to do the. I don't know if we're going to be like doing the, the matching thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, so. What if you just went as like a steaming cauldron? 
She's the witch, and she's throwing like the eye of Newt into your <laughs> steaming, <laughs> boiling cauldron of witch. The know, eye of Newt. Now, 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 what? Now, what is the eye of Newt a part of? Is that a part of a specific uh, concoction? Yeah, I feel spell? like in all the like kids movies I watched, like cartoons, it was always like they're reading off like the ingredients for a spell, and it was always like the eye of Newt, and they would like drop like a lizard eye in there, you know? Okay, the eye of Newt. Oh, look at this. Uh, according to uh, alderbook.com alderbookresort.com oh alderbook. uh, big publication i newt <laughs> is a pseudonym for mustard seed oh. so when they would say that to the it's just mustard that's all just it is a little spice in there See, wait a it. second that's what so we're says. being lied to this the whole witch's time as children? In shakespeare's macbeth describes a concoction that consists of i newt and well, toe wait. of frog i newt or i of newt i of newt same thing i of newt excuse me i of newt and toe of frog okay wool of bat and tongue of dog I mean, we're not going to do anything to harm our dog here, so that's that's out of the question. <laughs> Luckily, these terms refer to plants, not actual animals. Mm, I have wow. newt as a pseudonym no for animals were harmed mustard seed. In the making of this witch, witchcraft. Yeah. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat, and tongue of dog. Well, there you go. You, you just go as the uh, as the steaming cauldron. It's a, it's a scary episode. Yeah. We're going to make it scary Smoky. today. Ooh. We are. <laughs> Halloween themed. Halloween themed. Obviously, we're going to break yeah. down week eight. We've got... Uh, some costume stuff. We're doing tailgate nightmares, mm-hmm. right? Uh, horror stories from from any tailgate you've been to. We're still breaking down week nine's best bets, and we got a game as well. And it's all Halloween theme. It's very spooky. It's the witching hour. It is the it witching is. hour. Let's go. And speaking of spooky, awful, terrifying things, <laughs> I figure we just need to lead off with the horrible overtime rules that are in college football now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they changed this rule before the season, I was like, "This, I don't like this at all. And it fin- it took until week eight for us to really see it happen. But the end of the Penn State Which Illinois is not game, that long for a rule change. That's Only true. Only eight weeks. It's, sometimes it takes years yes. for these things to show. And like, it, it happened quick. The end of that game was so awful. Look, Penn State deserved to lose that game, but so did Illinois, for yeah. that matter. They both played like shit. Nine overtimes, and not like an exciting, good nine overtimes. There were The first seven, we saw 14 straight unsuccessful two-point attempts uh, before someone finally punched one in the eighth overtime, ended up going to nine, and Illinois gets the win. It was just so awful. It's such a stupid rule change. They switched end zones every time that they're, they're, they would play two two point conversions. They would both failed, and the ref would go. Penn State elects to to start on defense, and Illinois elects to move it to the other end zone out of the student section every single time. So they're switching end zones every single time. It actually looked more exhausting for players because they only get one playoff and they go right back out there. They're switching. They're walking a hundred yards to the other side of the field every time, and I just feel like. Besides the fact that it's stupid and it ruined something that never needed to be fixed, which was the previous version of college football, it was an awful way to lose the game and so unentertaining as What a fan. was the original reason for changing? Do you remember what they said? It, so it happened after a few years ago. There was that seven overtime game between A&M and LSU, and there were guys that got hurt in that game because it just went on and on and on for so long. And so they were like, okay, we want to make these games end faster and not have anyone get hurt. So what they did immediately after that year was they switched it to starting in the fifth overtime, it's going to two-point conversions. That never happened, though, since then. And then all of a sudden, this year, with zero prompting, they changed it and said, in the second overtime, you have to go for two on your touchdown. And starting in the third overtime, you're just going back and forth on two-point conversions. I'm never a fan of changing rules 
For, look, I get the whole injury thing. And if, if it's really for player safety and you're protecting people, I get that. But if it's for one instance that maybe happened a couple times or, you know, once or a couple times yeah. a year ago, two years ago, that's that's completely different. So yeah. I, I don't like that. If it shows up over and over and it's a real problem, that's a completely right. different issue. For but sure. That's not what's happening here. Yeah, so. there was one seven overtime game, which, by the way, was a classic. I know. It was and such a good game. Everyone loved it. Everyone, It was so intense. Yeah, why get rid of that? So exactly. And I, I get that there were some players that were hurt, but like you said, it was so rare. And let me tell you, if... If a playoff game this year ends like this, people are going to oh, yeah. lose their minds. Like there will be riots in the street. Imagine Alabama versus Georgia ends and it goes to two point conversions, and that's how a team is a winner is decided. That's so dumb. But the other thing is, and I think we may have talked about this, it takes away from what football is. You're changing football. Yes. And this is what people hate in hockey is when it goes to shootouts. It's right. like, wait a minute. We're just doing shootouts. The the whole game's different. That's like doing a, a free throw contest in basketball right. to win the game. That's what this is. Whoever's best from that close is going to have an advantage. It changes the entire game. You're playing rugby now, yeah. essentially. I, I, I'm not a fan At of least it. like like hockey shootouts are entertaining. Two-point right. conversions are not entertaining unless it's like the, the last touchdown and it's a crucial play. But just watching a two-point conversion is never entertaining. It's yeah. either a three-yard pass or a three-yard run or they don't get it. Like so it's, it's are we awful. putting the tailgate flag in the ground saying we are against this rule change it yes we, we want it back well, let's get a petition on the on okay. the white house petition org site <laughs> to change it back and then we just need a hundred thousand signatures and then the white house has to officially make a statement you know what i mean let's get the ball rolling okay. let's, yeah let's make this political that's always fun <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, that's, i, I kind of had an idea take it. i had an idea while i was watching that game and um because correct me if i'm wrong tyler in the nhl at some point in time they go to three on three right in overtime, yeah. In overtime. No, they go to four and four, right? Three on three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I was thinking is well, if, four four if, play, goalie. if player okay. safety is, um, you know, what they're trying to address here is maybe after the second overtime, what about going to like seven on seven, three down linemen, four specialists, however you want them? Okay, see, that would be probably pretty exciting. See, I, I, I don't I, love again, it. I don't like it. I don't love it. I just feel like it should be exactly what it is or what it was. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Because you know like, they, those overtime games rarely even made it to the third or fourth overtime to begin with. You know what they should do? They should take on the NFL rule. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. Ugh, I disagree. I don't like... <laughs> oh, here, here, here's the, the NFL way. rule is perfect. You, you go down. The NFL rule is you have to score a touchdown your first possession, and the game's over. If you don't score a touchdown, the game continues until it, then it's uh, sudden death. Here's my, uh, my... At least the only issue I have with... I don't hate NFL overtime since they, since they did adjust it to that rule, but what I like about college is that it always gives the other team a chance to match. Because if this is like a like a shootout game where we know both teams are going to score, then I what don't about, like the, the the person who okay. wins the coin flip gets to win the what game. What about you start on the fifty instead of the twenty five? So you have to gain you know a first down plus to get in field goal territory. Because right now, what some teams do is if they don't get a if it's second down and let's say second and ten or let's just say second and seven, okay, and it's an incomplete pass. A lot of teams will be so conservative, play for the field goal. That's what I don't love about the old overtime. You start at the 25, at least push it push it back a little bit. Well, they at least do that on like the one where they know they can win, like if the other team missed their field goal. I feel like if you're the first team, you never do that. You always like go for the touchdown or whatever. But but you don't want that crucial turnover. How yeah, often that's true. does the, the first possession turnover that, Oh, I know. It dooms a, you because then the other team gets a, yeah. a chip shot. But, but it, even still, it, it's it, just maybe like... Maybe 45, maybe 40. I don't know. That would be my ideal scenario. Right. If you're going to go to the old system, is move the ball back. I'd be fine, certainly like the 35, I guess. But even still, like I, I just felt like 
you you rarely heard complaints about how college football overtime was before this. And I'm telling you, if a big game, if a huge, if a playoff game, a national championship game comes down to this, the NCAA is going to catch so much shit, they'll change the rule back in an instant. I so swear. we agree on 35. On the 35-yard line for if the rule. Only if I can't have it just at the 25 how it normally is. You see, then th- yes. This I was just a, want it to be how it was. This was a pretty easy thing we just did. I think the college football committee needs to work like that. <laughs> they yeah. need to just have a discussion, change it back okay, overnight. Another petition, petition to make us the committee for college football. Uh, I'm, da- the, I'm okay with that. The three petition. of us. Yes. And everything has to be done by majority vote. Look, so we, we have to get two out of three. If we were in charge of college football, no, we, we would... Make it so much better oh, I know. in like a year. Yeah. Well, now, first of all, I would put I would put heavy like I would call them tariffs uh, on Alabama and, and Ohio State, and then we keep that way you get more parity. First of all, Ohio State taxing the wealthy just banned banned yeah, from college what, football. Thing. I would just ban college football or Ohio State from college football altogether. Oh well, yeah. That's pretty radical. How do you expect <laughs> to get elected in a democracy where those are your ideas? Mm, well, it's not. A, it's no longer democracy once the three of us are running. It. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Apparently. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so I feel like that's where we needed to lead off. It wasn't the biggest game, but Penn State does yeah. lose. Their season seems like it's toast after two in a row, two losses in a row. But this was an interesting weekend too because a lot of big teams almost lost their games. Cincinnati barely survived against a one and six Navy team. Nobody saw that coming. They were like 28 point favorites. They needed, you know, Navy an onside kick at the end to have a chance to tie, ended up turning the ball over. They, they ended up getting the win, but just barely Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas. What is happening? So did you hear the story in that game? No, you didn't hear. Okay. So it was hysterical. So what Kansas did during the game, they went on their social media. They made it a huge thing throughout the city of, of uh, Lawrence, I think it is, uh-huh. of free tickets because no one was at the game, obviously. Oh, of course. Hey, everyone, come in. We're letting everyone in for free. We're beating Oklahoma. So at halftime, I think it was halftime when they were oh, up they against Oh, they let OU, more people in? They let yeah. a lot of people in. They got <laughs> in several thousand more people who just showed up to the game because they're beating OU. Yeah. And in classic Kansas fashion, they end up blowing it at the end and they don't Still beat though, OU. That's a smart move from the athletic yes, department. I thought to so, say, too. All right, well, we'll let them in because they didn't buy tickets already. And they start flooding the stadium. That must have been cool, though, as a, as a player where you go going to have time yeah and you come out second half and it's like whoa where do all these people come from you, know, you thought it would have been a boost for kansas there was a point there in the fourth quarter where they had a fourth and one i think oklahoma was only up like four or five points and they knew that if they got a first down they probably had it locked up right fourth and one they go for it they hand the ball off to kennedy brooks he gets stuffed short of line to gain and caleb uh caleb williams is it the yeah, new, yeah, yeah caleb yeah. williams literally rips the ball out of Kennedy Brooks' hands before he goes Strip down. Strip his own teammate. And strip his own teammate <laughs> and then runs and gets the first down to secure the win for Oklahoma. Incredible play but for him. But my first question when I saw that was, can you take the ball if you're ahead of the guy with the football, if it's just a handoff? And I guess the answer is yes, but I thought that was illegal at first. I'm like, wait, right? is it a, a lateral forward pass? Illegal well, what, forward? What they said was that because it was behind the line of scrimmage, because then then uh, it's no longer illegal, right? That's how they, like on read options, a lot of times the oh, running back wow. is ahead of the wait, quarterback. So you could, okay. So you as long as you're behind the line of scrimmage and you haven't already made a forward pass, I guess you can you do can that. You can just hand it off. So the, I guess if it's behind the line, because I was thinking of it, if you're running down the field, you're almost in the end zone, and you hand it to someone standing no, in the end zone. No, you can zone. only lateral it at that point. Right. So, but, um, but that, but he was, but ahead he was behind. Like, he was behind the line of scrimmage, and okay. they hadn't thrown the ball. Yeah. So, that, so, so I guess that's it. Being, that was they reviewed thought. it. The rest reviewed it for that exact same reason. So you're right to question that. Yeah. Just an incredible play, and it's crazy to me that I mean, look, I get it. Oklahoma, of course, wasn't going to be fired up for Kansas. 
And Kansas played great. Good for them. And Oklahoma's way better than this. We know it. But a major scare for them. Uh, Bama, Bama, you know, was really close against Tennessee. They end up covering the 23-point spread despite only being up 24-17 after three quarters. <laughs> you know, Tennessee really showed up and actually impressed me. I know that Oklahoma blew the doors off them late, but impressive showing through three quarters for Tennessee for sure. A little sports betting thing, though. A lot of people, when they see big spread, just want to take the halftime bet, and right. that's a good example as to why you don't always do that. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a really good reason to make that halftime bet, don't always jump just on the halftime because it's a lower number. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hopefully you took the uh, halftime bet first half for Ohio State because they destroyed Indiana. They were up like 40 points at half. I think that spread was only like 10 or 13 points or something like that. Ryan Ohio Day. State looks really good. I have a good idea for a Halloween horror movie. Okay. Ryan Day wakes up and his name is Stephen Knight. Okay. Mm. So it's a very kind of similar common name, but everything's different. He's the coach of Michigan. I'd like, you that. know, and, and, and everything <laughs> is, uh, it's I'd like, like the, it's like the bizarro world it. from, uh, so Michigan's from good. Michigan's beating Ohio State. <laughs> Michigan's I good love this year, movie. my friend. You you just wait and this see. This is not a horror time. movie. This is like yeah. heartwarming. But anyway, so what do you think of that? Ryan Day turns to Stephen Knight. He's the coach of Michigan. Everything's mm. backwards, and he has to find out what life he wants to live. And it's and it's a good versus evil to to its purest sense. So that's what I think. Yeah, of course. What do you think? What do you think I love it. Technically, if it's the bizarro world, then. Michigan would be better than Ohio State. Okay, but. Yeah, would also would Michigan's colors be different? What what else would change? I mean, this do is, people this say is good, when we really get in the in, weeds. In of the like, morning, <laughs> do people say good night instead of good morning? Things you know? that, that cannot be are not. <laughs> you know what I mean? This can get really like down yeah. in in okay, the woods. So we'll make it easy with that stuff. But how do you like that? So he switches. He's with Michigan. I would like that a lot. Let's get it to Netflix. And, and I love my boy Jim Harbaugh, but if you give me the chance to switch and make uh, Michigan the version of uh, of uh, Ohio State that they are now and vice versa. Boy, I I would pay a lot of money for that, to be <laughs> yeah. quite honest with you. Uh, Iowa State, they get it done. Oklahoma State covers, but that was a great game. You know, first big win for Iowa State. They finally feel like they showed up for a game and didn't just totally blow it. And Oklahoma State, you know, still played them very tough, but that's kind of, it's interesting because obviously we were both on Oklahoma State against the spread. We were. We both get uh, picked that correctly, um, but it still is interesting to note why you know, I think we kind of saw finally why Iowa State was favored going into a game where they were unranked yeah. against an undefeated team that was like in the top 10, you know? They looked real. I mean, they looked good throughout the whole game. I mean, those two teams are really, that's sort of that second tier college football. Yep. The not elite, but really, really good. Any day they can beat a lot of other teams and it was a great game. I do have a name for this game. Mm. So do you want to hear my name for yeah, this game? Yeah, for the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game. Yes, we're going to, in history... Remember this game as the... Do you want to guess or... Mm, we're going to call it the... So I'm guessing it's got to be something to do with Cowboys and Cyclones. So we're going to call it the Cow Clones The game. Bird Dog game. It's the I'm Offended game of the century. <laughs> okay? Because the whole theme of society lately, everyone's offended. Mm. They've increased rules to stop taunting. They've increased rules to... Did you see the nonsense touchdown? Yeah. Oh my god! It was called back. I for, I, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. I forgot about now, it. Now the reason why Horrible. my name may not, may not stick is because if Oklahoma State would have won, that would have been a huge point. As, yes. Oh yeah. I mean, didn't they? I think they may have got a touch on that. Drive. Yeah, they did like okay. two plays later. So maybe not so much. But that rule. It was horrible. Is he wasn't even celebrating? In a very strange way. Well, he, he was like I, barely high stepping. I I could just be you know completely ignorant of this. I didn't know that you could wave off a 
touchdown, I would assume that they would just add it on to the kickoff. No, if you so if you celebrate before, right. that's always been a rule in college. If you celebrate before you get to the end zone, they can pull it back. It just doesn't happen huh. very often, and it's usually like the only times I've seen it happen is when a player like is directly taunting like the guy who's who's chasing him down Didn't and like in his with, face. Uh, Didn't happen at all. He like literally did a half of a high step. He was celebrating. Yeah. What a horrible no, call. He and, did. and Matt Matt Campbell lost his shit. Well, he by the way, have. Yeah. that was bad. That's when you start going corruption. Oh, okay. I went, oh, thank God I'm on the same side as the referees in this one. <laughs> yeah. Thank God they also bet on Oklahoma State. Yeah, That's seriously. how egregious that was. Oh, yeah. It, it was horrible. Whew, and you're right. Like, thankfully, they did score a few plays later because that felt like, you know, like like vindication. It felt like justice. Batman. On the court, we say, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what that was. That was yeah. ball don't lie. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they go down. They're no longer undefeated. They lose at App State. I think that was Friday night, Thursday or Friday night. Yeah. Tough for the Chanticleers. Tough I, for Smitty and I. I have a headline for Honorary that. Chanticleer fans, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are honoraries, honorary. Aren't you? Yeah. We both have, have honorary a, degrees. Your uh, headphone cover is turned to Chanticleer covers. Mm, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's, right. why, that's why I'm the professor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got a headline, okay? Uh, it's uh, uh, The Coast is Rising on Carolina. The coast kind of, is rising? Well, I mean, not rising because like the water level is rising, so it's like... The tide is the rising. The tide is rising. See? Teamwork mm, right here. Teamwork. The tide is rising on coastal yep. Carolina. It's high tide for oh, coastal Carolina. There's my word guy. Yep. You need a word guy when you do, yeah. when you do headlines. I mean, sometimes we just got to bounce some things off each other, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's really all the, the main notes I had from, from that weekend. We didn't have a ton of big matchups, but it, it was interesting that on a weekend where we went into it saying not a lot of big games. We don't expect a lot of fireworks. We see Penn State go down. We see Coastal Carolina go down. We see Oklahoma State go down. And we see a bunch of good teams almost lose as well. Right. Yeah, uh, t- typical for this year of college football, which has been nothing but chaos. And I wrongly was excited for USC Notre Dame. I thought the Trojans may show up. They may have some spark. They and did not. Nothing happened. Notre Dame got the 31-16 win. But the Irish, I'm telling you, next year. Next they're year like is their my, year. Well, but I don't know if everyone's going to jump on that. They may be the sexy pick in the offseason. I think, well, look, I think that next year could be just a fantastic Notre Dame year where they get really good and they go to the playoff and they get stomped on by Alabama by 40 now points. Because that's like a Notre Dame tradition. This is a different Notre Dame team. Those were the old Notre Dame teams. That's when Brian Kelly had not gotten this thing rolling. He's going now. They've he, got a great... The difference, the main difference in this Notre Dame team, what we'll see next year especially, and last Notre Dame team, the offensive line. Mm. That's what you need to compete with Alabama. I disagree. Uh, I... Put it on the bet board. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) But you got to give me odds. We don't do odds usually on the bet board. For this kind of a call, okay? So you're saying, this is that they meet in the playoff next year. That they'll be competitive. Okay. So let's just say that by definition, they'll cover the spread. Whatever the spread is, Notre Dame covers. What if the spread is 28 points? That's not competitive. But that's the spread. No, that's competitive for the market, not between two teams. But that's what we're that's, should I, bet you're, on I, here. No, you're saying they'll compete with Alabama, okay, not that no. they will cover the spread. Okay, okay. I, you're right. They you're right. To, they have to I w- lose by single digits. Yeah, we're we're not doing this just sports betting. Okay, so let's single digits sounds good to me. Okay, so I'll we'll, take that all so day long. We'll say I've Notre seen Dame. College, I've seen enough Alabama versus Notre Dame to feel good about this. <laughs> so one. is this an if bet? This doesn't exist if they don't make the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So if they make the playoffs next year. Yeah, next year in 2022. Mm-hmm. We're making bets. So we got to write these down somewhere, Ryan. I'll sharpie it on the wall right yeah, here I know. so we don't forget it. All right. Well, luckily, this is all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so if Notre Dame makes it in 2022, their first playoff game. Yeah, or any play. Game. I mean, national championship game. I don't care. Well, the first playoff game within 10 points. Yeah, okay. 
All right, there we go. And, and do I get two to one bet board odds on this? If, if so, if Notre Dame loses by. Well, I said single Actually, digits. Actually, so I, I thought there was less. I thought there was going to be more stipulations, like <laughs> like uh, they like the, maybe you were going to say this was a, a, a deal even if they don't make the playoffs or something. So no. if it's an if bet if they make the playoffs, let's just do one one game on the bet board. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fine. All right. That's well, cool Ryan, thing. I guess we got a bet board game for 2022. There we go. The earliest sure bet board game we've ever made. <laughs> this yeah, is seriously. before the previous no, year season no, is even over with. No, we have an Ohio State bet that we made That's last right. year. Will bet at the at uh, last before year's previous last season year. before the COVID season. He's got three years to win an, uh, a national championship with Ohio State. That's right, and he so, went to one the first year, so I'm so, not that far off. But that includes next year. So if they don't go this year, you've only got one more year next year. I mean, honestly, they're kind of, like I, I was gonna say it later on the show. They're kind of my sleeper to win it oh, all, which seems no. insane to call Ohio State a sleeper. I know, but because they got beat by Oregon, I feel like everyone counted them out against Alabama and Georgia, and they're playing so well right now. They've it got, terrifies. Me. They've got a really good Michigan team coming up here soon. Uh, well, I don't know do if you I don't know don't if you've watched any me, of the. Wolverine football this <laughs> Don't year. Don't do but. this to me. Uh, all right, moving on. We're going to start with a new segment. This one is called Coaching Costumes. Okay, the way this is going to work is that I basically told you guys to pick some popular coaches and what they should dress up as for Halloween. It can <laughs> yep. be whatever. It can be anything. It could be something fitting for their personality. It could just be you want to see them dressed up like that. So... Tyler, give me your first one. I'm interested to see where this well, goes. I actually, I have a series. You know how some painters do things in series mm. and collections? This is my my Squid Game Halloween series. <laughs> so all of my costumes are different characters in Squid Game. Okay. Have you seen Squid Game? I've seen like the first four episodes. Okay. I haven't finished so, it yet. So even for those who haven't yet, and I say yet because you got to watch it. It's fantastic. Uh, I will not ruin anything. Okay. These are no simply spoilers. the characters. Yes. Yeah. So I have five different costumes. I have the the three different costumes for the workers. So just the difference is the triangle, the square, or the circle. Okay, yeah. so and they represent different things. The circle is the lowest level, the square is the middle level, and the triangle is the highest level. And then I have the front man, which is like the second in charge. Okay. And then I have the host who is in charge of everything. The guy with like the mask. Exactly. The black, the black. No, like. he's that's the, that's the front man. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. There, there, there's everything in this. Cause you hear about the host throughout the entire thing. Mm. Yeah. Even I think from the first one. Gotcha. So my circle person. Okay. The guys okay. with the circles, the workers with the circles yep. who are the lowest rung. They're the workers and they're pretty much the making everything happen. Scott Frost. Okay, so Scott Frost is going to dress as these because that's what he is in college football. Scott Frost is pretty much the lowest level right now of anything anyone can, would consider a competitive uh, coach in the Power Five. Mm. So has he had a couple wins? Has his team looked good as of recent? Yes, that's yes. why he's in this. That's why he's at least wearing a costume and invited to the party. No doubt. But he's wearing the circle on his head. He's the lowest level, and he's just a mere worker making mm. everything else happen. Okay. I like that. Yes. Okay. My first one, I'm going with Nick Saban. And this one, <laughs> uh, look, what he has done at Alabama has been nothing short of magic for like 12 years. And he's a little bit of a shorter fellow. So I want to see him go <laughs> as Harry Potter. I want to see Nick <laughs> nice. Saban with the, the oh lightning bolt scar, the glasses, the wand, yelling out, you know, spells. 
So we we took this definitely in different directions, which is what I love about these games. Yeah. Yes. But I think it's hysterical picturing Nick Saban. Dressed <laughs> up as Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> with yeah. like the the like maroon and yellow <laughs> scarf and a cape and everything. Because Nick Saban's the kind of guy who would go all out to memorize the spells and he would have an authentic wand and things like that. He wouldn't show up with the the one you get at Target. Yeah. He would go all out. How do you think that would be hysterical? How do you think Nick Saban's British accent is? It's if no, you had to guess. Probably not great. I would I would pay a lot of money to we mentioned before i'd pay to have ryan day switch to michigan i pay slightly less but still a lot to just hear <laughs> nick saban do a fake british accent i absolutely guarantee it's not as good as mine will uh, yeah what you got to do with british accent you got you got your wales accent and you go a little bit off north you know to the birmingham area so <laughs> you know i don't think it's as good as mine i agree oh, i agree wholeheartedly uh, yeah that's Frank good Kelly, i know doesn't have shit on my hair <laughs> Impressions. Yeah. Smitty, what do you got? Uh, my first one uh, is Mike Gundy. Oh, no, my, nice. I love it. Uh, I think he misses the mullet too much, and he's going uh, as <laughs> Joe Dirt Joe for Halloween. Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirte, I love it. Oh, Life's Joe a garden. Dirt. Dig it. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Got to keep on keeping on. That yeah, is great. That would be perfect. Okay, uh, Tyler. I'm going to give two in a row just because mine have to do with the. All right, the the square guy, Jamie Chadwell. Legit. Okay. He's building the program. I think he's gone. Yep. Soon. He's going to get paid. He's going to go. I mean, maybe, maybe Southern a, Cal. Maybe a maybe low LSU. key name. Exactly. Good. Yep. Good point. Well, low key name for a Texas Tech. Job. By the way, sorry, I forgot to mention that Texas Tech's coach got fired today. Mm. So yeah. could be that. Got to throw the Red Raiders in there. Yep. Of course. Uh, and then, all right, you're going to like this one. So the triangle is the highest level of the workers. Mm. Now we're getting to the guys who run shit for the workers. Okay. They generally have weapons or the protectors and forcers. These guys know what's going on. We're not yet to the front man, but we're to the highest level of the workers. Okay. Jim Harbaugh. Okay. Mm. You're a dude. Big You're triangle a dude. guy. Will's a, Will's a Michigan guy. I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Big triangle guy. Will's a Michigan guy. And uh, Will, I see, here's the thing. There, we all are different kinds of, of, of football fans, and we all love our teams in different kind of ways. You know, some of us wear it on our sleeves. Some don't. Some are a real out there game. Some like to be a little more withdrawn. Will is the kind of fan that always likes to pretend like his team is about 15 slots lower in any power rankings than they should be. That way he's never hurt. And so if a way for Will to protect himself from getting hurt from his football team, and I can relate. I'm a CU Buffs fan, Will's a Michigan fan. We've been hurt, me more than you, let's be, well, maybe you in higher profile situations. Yes. But in terms of losing, it's been yeah. been very painful. Uh, but either way, we know how to kind of deal with this, right? So... I feel bad for you, but it, it's, yeah, I just wanted to set that up for the audience. Yeah, this is thing. like the end of Goodwill Hunting, and you're like holding me and saying, it's not your fault, Will. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> but I got Jim Harbaugh. He is up there on the level of coaches who he's going to win this year, probably. He's going to be considered to be a lead again. He's going to be named in all mm. these NFL jobs. You guys at Michigan are going to have to pay him. And, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. So I hope you're right. Jim Harbaugh is the uh, triangle guy. He's next on my list. Yes. <laughs> I have two costumes for Harbaugh. Okay. Oh the first is it would be funny to see him go as Paul Feinbaum because <laughs> Paul Feinbaum always just like hates on Harbaugh so hard. <laughs> so he wore a bald cap and some glasses and just said some stupid shit. That'd be great. But really, I think he'd be best suited to go with SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and the reason why is because actually Jim Harbaugh loves SpongeBob. He's been quoted before as saying, I love SpongeBob just the way he attacks with enthusiasm unknown to mankind at all times, always happy, always positive. He's energetic. Jim Harbaugh loves SpongeBob, and I think that he would look hilarious in a SpongeBob costume. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Okay, cool. And then I'll go, I'll just go one more because I, I have I have a, a handful, and so we'll get through them quicker. 
uh Jimbo Fisher as Dog the Bounty Hunter. Ooh, I like that. Because I kind of okay, feel like he actually would look, look like him if you gave him Dog's hair, mustache, <laughs> yeah. and sunglasses. You actually would be like, kind of actually looks like Dog. So Jimbo Fisher as Dog the Bounty Hunter would be great. I love that. Yeah. Smitty? Right, I'll throw a couple out there as well. So uh, my next one, Mario Cristobal. Mm. Going as Gomez Adams. Who's Gomez Adams? Gomez Adams. You don't... Gomez Adams I, from I, the Adams family. Oh, okay. I, I, first, I don't know yeah, why his first his family. first name's Gomez. You know, I've never seen the movie, but I know oh, the song. it kind of looks. I mean, uh, well, actually, to be fair, Mario Cristobal doesn't look nearly as creepy. But if you gave him that <laughs> I mustache, went, I went strictly based off of looks. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, that's that's a terrifying man, Gomez <laughs> Adams, and I think you got to give Cristobal credit. He's a little more handsome than that guy, but it fits. And then uh, Scott Frost also made my list um he's going as macaulay culkin today <laughs> <laughs> home alone macaulay i love it that's great macaulay culkin tyler today. that's great all right uh my last couple well actually i had a side jimbo fisher yeah i always say this he should go as george bush because he sounds just like him oh okay i like yeah. george bush george w right george w the w george w all right uh front man who wears the black mask is ryan day Okay, he's the front man. He wears the black mask. He's the guy. He's the guy. Okay. It's actually Ryan Day. And then the host, the uh, the host of the most is Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yep. Loves to watch people just murder each other to find out <laughs> who the best offensive lineman is. Kind of fits. Exactly. I bet you that Alabama practices aren't that different from Squid Probably Game. Probably not. Oh if I had God. to guess, you know. I... You're playing games in order to win millions, right? Because if you if you survived to the end of Alabama, you're going to win a national championship and be a first-round pick. Did we just solve what Squid Game is? It's yes, just Alabama we football? we solved it. Absolutely. Uh, and let's do our own Squid Games. Woo's media style Squid Games. Yeah, to the death, right? Yes. Yeah. No better way to do it. Okay, cool. Maybe uh, we do it with, with something else. Winner gets to host College Ball Tailgate by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got... I'm going to just... Uh, do my last four here. Yes. Chip Kelly as Guy Fieri. Once again, <laughs> it's Fieri. Th- th- Fieri, excuse me. Yeah. He would look like him if you gave him the hair, you know, the clothes <laughs> and everything. He kind of, they have a similar build. No disrespect. Um, Brian Kelly is the hunchback of Notre Dame. Brian Kelly. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, Cocho as Elvis. Give him the Elvis hair. I know their voices are, are di- yeah, their voices are different, but it would just be funny. And then finally, Wait. I have my sc- what? Coach O needs to go as Farmer Fran. I don't well, know, man. He, but he lives every day as Farmer Fran. It's a bit on the Fran, nose. So is it? <laughs> I, want him, I want him to be able to to live the, the life of someone else, you know, for a night. Okay. And then my last one, enough. Scott Frost as Big Boy. You know, like the, the hamburger boy from like Austin oh, Powers, yeah. <laughs> the rocket. He looks like that, like the Big Boy with overalls. It's perfect. <laughs> he does. That's great. All right, uh, I'll, I'll run through my last ones. Uh, Mark Stoops, he's going as John Gruden this year. Nice. Um, Canceled. Um, Chip Kelly, he's going as a Care Bear. Um, <laughs> Easy on that's Chip. That's good. I like that, though. And then my last one is Lane Kiffin, and I actually have two for him. Okay. He's either going to go as the Grinch Ooh. or a hot dog because he loves getting condiments thrown at him. Oh, the hot, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> getting some mustard thrown on him i love it that's that's, that's that's good i like that that's really good all right all right we're off of uh coaching costumes but we're staying on halloween we're doing our tailgate nightmares okay this is college football tailgate after all oh spooky <laughs> so spooky i love it i only have two tailgating nightmares personally but these these happened to me okay and so uh um, the first one was i went to a texas west virginia game i don't know maybe six seven years ago something like that 
Um, back when Charlie Strong was the coach, Dana Holgerson was there at West Virginia. Great, and uh, you know, environment. My first time in the stadium it was awesome. Uh, we were we were tailgating. We were playing, you know, I think uh, cornhole or something like that, bag toss. And I had been eating a lot of various, you know, <laughs> food items and drinking some beers leading up to the game. And I started to have some stomach issues. Oh, no. <laughs> and there were no, like, where we were tailgating wasn't like your traditional, just like a full parking lot, rows of porta potties. There was not a lot in the area. And I had to escape to, like, within an, a, I think it was like an administration building mm-hmm. that was <laughs> packed, by the way. They were like, I don't know where all these people <laughs> came from. The bathroom was packed with guys. And I, oh, I no. unfortunately, you know, cover your ears. I just like blew it up and it was oh. awful and loud and smelly and people yeah, made man. comments outside oh, the stall. That's the worst when it's you. And it, and I was just in there like, <laughs> like, uh, feeling awful about myself. Dude. Oh, Thankfully no. got it all out and made it to the game. Everything was fine after that. But I was, was hoping horrible. you'd have to pull like a, a Chris Tucker and Friday. Like, Hey, Smokey, you taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. It was bad. Well, it was uh, bad. So what did you eat? Uh, we had, we were having like they were like what breakfast burritos and sausages. It was an early. It was like a noon game, so we were eating like kind of like barbecue breakfasty like stuff. Well, or no, something. it was it, like they were delicious. I regret nothing. Uh, it, was just, <laughs> it, was just, it was it was just unfortunate. So that's my first tailgate horror story. And then my last one. This actually wasn't for a football game. It was for I went to Monster Jam, the Monster Truck Rally. Sure. All, once again, it's like a decade ago, maybe more. I think I was like nineteen or twenty. I was underage. We decided to dress up like very white trash for this event right <laughs> so i had like a budweiser hawaiian shirt i ripped the sleeves off of we all just dressed up like what you would expect at like a monster truck rally no offense <laughs> i'm sure the fans, fans really appreciated no that. no offense and we got there and we started drinking in the parking lot and i was just my entire goal once again i was like 19 very different time my entire goal was just to get as drunk as possible for this event <laughs> and so i was chugging beers like violently right and unfortunately, I chugged way too many, and I ended up puking it all up in the parking lot before I even got in. <laughs> and then I ended up having, and then I got rid of all my beer, so I was just sober right. for the whole for the whole monster truck rally. And it ended up going horribly. Grave digger uh, like tore his axle in like the first jump. I don't he broke even his know axle. What that means. I know what none of that means. You know who Grave Digger is? He's like the most famous monster truck. Thought he was the offensive lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, he blew an axle in like the first thing, and it was just it was super un, uh, you know not entertaining, and that was you know that was tough for me. That was a horror story. Well, for sure. well, that sounds like a horror story. Yeah, Ryan, do you have any? Yeah, I've I've actually got three real quick ones. So my first one, kind of like you will, uh, with your first story. But um, it was not just me. It was everyone at the tailgate. So we're tailgating, um, and this guy's cooking burgers. And these burgers are seriously probably about three inches thick. Like, they were way too big, (laughs) did not cook them nearly enough. Uh Like, nobody had the heart to tell him because he was, like, super stoked about being the host with the most. And he just got everybody violently ill. That's, oh, no. That's not good. That's where you got to pretend to eat it. And And just spit uh, it in the trash. Throw it away, spit it in the in the napkin, like on the Seinfeld, where the dogs end up finding it, or yeah, you know, oh that. But you but you can't be if it's all right there in the same capacity. It's not like you all, you all got your own booth, right? We're <laughs> exactly. talking about tailgating. It's A lot of the to, times they're just portalettes, and man, those things get uh, <laughs> funky fast. Uh, next one. Uh, tailgating. Um, I was a kid, and I used to love going to CU games, and. At CU games, they used to have the tailgating uh, actually on their soccer field, so everybody would park on the soccer field, and you'd kind of just, you know, it was just kind of known 
park in lines, give each other enough space. So uh, my uncle and I, uh, I used to love running routes for my uncle, and he was, and he would just throw me dimes all the time. <laughs> and so I run like this deep post route, and my uncle just, you know, chucks it, probably throws it as hard <laughs> as he could. Oh, no. Completely misses me and drills about an 85-year-old woman oh, square between no. the square between the eyes <laughs> and if like my i will say my uncle is the absolute nicest person on the face of this planet he felt so of ter- course. terrible that he almost killed this woman and his, <laughs> his oh my God. her husband had just had lasik surgery so she's like in <laughs> tears <laughs> And her husband is just laying into my uncle about what would happen if he had hit him in the forehead. Oh. <laughs> rather, rather than tending to his wife, he just he just wanted. Hey to, man, you could have hit me in my new fancy eyeballs. He just went. Oh. And my last one, real quick. Yeah. Again, kind of uh, was same one of, similar to one of your stories. Well, is um, just drank a ton. Not even not only before but during. Um, after we walked back to the car and I had to really, you know, really go pee really bad. So I just took a coach's knee in between our car and another car and literally midstream, the person who owned the car next to me oh. walked up on me while I was being between that the cars. That is not What good. did they that do? What did they say? Uh, they weren't happy. And I just apologized and gave them a couple Coors Lights because I didn't really know what else to it's do. It's all better. That works. Tell them you have uromycetitis poisoning, and you have to do that. <laughs> you have a permit. Uh, uh, that's I have a, good. I have a couple. Uh, I've actually never had a real horror experience tailgating it at football games. I, I they forgot the buns once. That was pretty bad. <laughs> that put, is kind of a horror story. Yeah, we had to pretend like honest. we were camping. Yeah, just gonna eat the the dogs. Uh, so one tailgating horror story uh, had to do with me at a concert. Like Will said, years and years and years ago. But uh, one of those classic stories when you're a teenager at Red Rocks and someone says, hey, hey, have this substance. You say, what is this? They say, oh, you'll have fun. cheeseburger. Exactly. And a a fun tailgating experience turned into a a Monet painting in about 30 minutes. (laughs) And the rest of the night was you can fill in the blank. So that was enough of a horror story. At least for the beginning of the night, certainly tailgating. Oh, that's rough. And then I have just another overall horror story that I had to bring up. It doesn't have to do with tailgating, but this is about as horror story as you can get inside a football game. So this was a Friday night football game years ago, probably two... Oh, no, it was actually... I remember the game. I think it was 2016, either 2015 or 2016, whatever year Oregon was in Colorado, in Boulder. Okay. Uh, I was scheduled to do a high school football game that night, and I called in. I don't remember whether I called in sick or said I had something else going on family related, right? But I called in for some reason and said that I, I, I couldn't do this game or I couldn't work the high school football game. Well, at the Oregon game that night, I was with my buddy. We went down to the student section and I end up apparently showing up on TV. I start getting out of nowhere all these notifications and text messages going, hey, I just saw you on TV. I just saw you on TV. And all I can help think is, I hope my boss doesn't end up seeing this because oh. I called out of work and I was supposed to be at the high this school. Seinfeld. This is this Elaine. Is ex- exactly in Elaine's situation. Yeah. And I actually, I have on my Facebook, maybe I can post it to our Twitter sometime, 
my buddy took a, a, a picture of me on TV and he's got the Oregon CU thing uh, on the bottom because it was like direct TV where it, it shows what you're watching. <laughs> and so he sent it to me. I can show you guys too. We can maybe, like I said, post it or whatever eventually. But I was caught on TV. He never brought it up. Thankfully, he didn't, I guess, Good watch guy. the game. He was more of a Good CSU man. fan, which I guess shows why he wasn't watching a great football game. <laughs> but yeah. Can you believe that? I show I, I do and I didn't call in that. It's not like that was like one of the only games I ever missed, right? Right. And, and it was like I, I did it wasn't a habit. So like the one time I do, I show up on TV at the very game that yeah, I, I wasn't supposed to be at. So anyway, that was a pretty horror story. Hey, at least you yeah. got away with it. I did. You I got, got away, away with it. it. And then I have a couple uh bad in general tailgating things you never want to come across. All right. The drunk guy from the neighboring tailgate. Whenever you get a guy and a tailgate that's one or two away from yours and yes. he's disrupting your tailgate, whew, it's like, all right, that's something you can never deal with. Uh, forgetting a football, that's never fun. You always got to have a football, right? Oh, yeah. So forgetting a football is pretty horror story in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, this one, we've all come across this with the big tailgate. Not the classic tailgate where it's friends, family, the class, the normal people. But when it's a tailgate where maybe it's it's parents weekend or you get a lot of people from out of town who may not you know be there and you get in the conversation with the guy who doesn't really know a lot of football or a lot about the team mm. but he thinks he knows a lot about football and he's just going on and on Love those about guys. this and this I sat by one of those guys for the CU Minnesota game he was a Minnesota fan yeah and he had a reason for everything that Minnesota didn't do well against CU, like he missed a kick and he's like, oh, it's okay. He hit his, he he spiked the turf. That means he hit his foot in the turf first before he hit the football. He's a great kicker. He'll be okay. Now, he misses an extra point next time down. And this guy's like, oh, you know what? That time it was... It, Laces it, it, out. <laughs> just like, you know, and, and look, I love being enthusiastic, but you know, when you get caught up in a conversation, you can't get out with one of those people. It's, it's kind of tough. Of so. course. All right. That, that's it. That's all I got, Will. No, I like it. That's good. Um, all right. Should we do... Let's... You, why don't you tell the people about BetUS, and then we'll do your game. BetUS, the best there is. BetUS.com. We we don't ask for a whole lot on this show. We're pretty easygoing. We don't do Patreons. We don't do any subscriptions. But do subscribe. It is free wherever you're listening. But a way you can support the show, a way that you can go above and beyond and help us out while helping yourself out, sign up and make your bets with BetUS. Now, I know a lot of you guys who listen, a lot of you guys and gals, hey, who, who listen, like to bet sports, like to bet college football. We highly recommend adding BetUS to your list of sports books you already use. Now, that's fine if you're on FanDuel or DraftKings or BetMGM. Those are all the, the main ones a lot of us are on, the bigger ones. That's fine. But if you add BetUS, you're doing a couple things. One, you're getting access to more lines. BetUS has a lot of good rogue lines you're not going to find anywhere else. So if you want to find the cheaper option... Go shop at BetUS. You can often do that. But on top of that, you get a huge bonus for signing up with, with our promo code TAILGATE. You get a 100% bonus. So if you put in 100 bucks, 200 bucks, they'll match that. You, you put one, put in 150, all of a sudden you have 300 in your account and you can do a lot with that money. So you put your money in easy, get your money out easy, a lot of different options, BetUS.com. And like I said, if you already bet with the place, that's fine. But the more sports books you can add to your repertoire of sports books, and, and your your bank of sports books you can go to, the better it's going to be for you because you get more lines to shop for. So uh, betus.com, help us out, help yourself out, and uh, promo code tailgate. I don't know if I mentioned that enough. Promo code tailgate. Promo code tailgate. And um, every every week that I tweet out our 
you know, kind of our consensus picks, our bet board pick. Um, you know, every week I'm, I'm tweeting that out usually by like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, something like that. There's always a link there too. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see the link. You, if you click on that link and sign up, you don't even need the tail or the tailgate promo at that point. That link will let them know that, that we sent you there. So best way to support the show. Yeah, exactly. That and of course, stealing your parents' phone and subscribing them to College Football <laughs> Tailgate. The more people that you do that, look, I'll just flat out start paying people. Hey, I, you, there you go. I do it to Uber drivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. We are. Uh, we got a game, Tyler. We do. A Halloween it, game. Yeah. Do we have a little music we can hit here? So this is a Halloween game. It's called Condone It, Clone It, or Stone It. Mm. Okay. So what you do is I'm going to give different Halloween ideas, different Halloween themes, different Halloween debate topics. And you tell me, do you condone it? Which means... It's okay. You know, condone it means I'll take it. I may leave it. It's okay. Do you clone it? Which means, oh, give me more. Give me all of it. Give me the most you can have. I condone it or I clone it. Or do you stone it? Mm. Which means like the olden days where you throw stones at it. Yeah. So you Good like, memories. Yeah. So so for the kids, <laughs> like it, love it, or hate it. Okay. okay. Condone it, clone it, or stone it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, wearing costumes at home. So if you're just hanging out at home, handing out candy to the kids, what do you think about costumes at home? Condone it, clone it, stone it. I actually think it's awesome. I clone it. I right. think that especially if you have a lot of people coming, a lot of trick-or-treaters, it's fun to see an adult in costume as well. I'm all yeah, about I'm, it. I'm going to condone it. Like I, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it's fun for the little kids. So yeah, condone it. All right. And if you get too scary, then the kids don't want to go to the house. It's true. That's always. All right. Next, carving pumpkins. What do you think, Will? Uh, I clone it. I love it. It's a great tradition. There's a lot of variety you can have there. You can do fun things that you can go have simple. I show, have I showed you my pumpkin this year? No. So I'll show you. Uh, take a picture. Uh, I uh, it ended up getting wilted and looked like an old man with dentures eventually. <laughs> but it was pretty good to begin with. And then last year I carved the Denver Nuggets logo into the love pumpkin. it. See, yeah, clone yeah. it. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to be controversial on this one. Okay. I'm going to go stone it. There and we go. He's stoning it. Here's the reason why is because I always have grand ideas and they always come out looking horrible. <laughs> and then if you're any if you live in a place anything like Colorado. They make it about a day, and the squirrels have eaten the faces off. Yes, mm. squirrels get your pumpkins. That's <laughs> definitely the case around here, especially where I live, because I'm in the by like a green belt. I just had some neighbors move from the East Coast, and I guess no one told them they bought about twenty small little pumpkins, you know, like the tiny ones, gourds, yeah. small gourds, and put them out there. And the next morning, there was a <laughs> huge mess oh. out in front of the, the squirrels, the, raccoons, <laughs> yeah, who exactly. knows, teenagers. Yeah. All right, next one. Same topic, though. Inappropriate pumpkin carvings. Where do you land on the pumpkin carvings in the window out front, but the inappropriate ones? Mm, okay, I condone it, and it's because, A, I have a sense of humor. I think that stuff is funny. And, B, if you don't like it, it provides an opportunity for someone to come and smash your pumpkin, which oh, is also okay. something I condone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to condone it as well for pretty much all the same reasons. <laughs> all right, now this one is really controversial. Candy corn. Uh, Where do you land on candy corn, Will? Stone it. Stone uh, it. Stone it. Light stone it. it. We have two stone it? Yeah. Stone it hard. Worst candy ever. Don't say, don't say you love candy corn. I will condone it. I don't. I won't clone it. Okay. But I will condone candy Ugh. corn. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'll have it as a, as don't a even know what yearly it is. snack. I don't know what it is either, but I don't know what a lot is that I... It's just I, like a disgusting sugary thing. It's not even like real sugar, though. Ugh. Hey, disgusting candy. I, I, I condone it for any of you guys out there who like it. All right. Horror movies. 
horror movies. Horror. Um, <laughs> Do you like horror movies during this time of the year? I can don't, and I'm not a big fan. Uh, I either they either I th- I think they're stupid or they actually scare me, and then I don't want to sleep with my lights <laughs> off. So yeah. I, I but I I can don't it. I, I I'll clone it. I'm a huge horror movie fan. Um, yeah, you know even even the bad ones I really love. I think they're funny, but I also love the ones that um, you know I'll turn the basement lights off and literally feel like I have to run up the stairs. Mm. All right, let's move on. Boy, I'm downing this water. Is this 60 ounces in these Yetis? 64? I don't know if that's 60. Is it 34? It's probably 34, yeah. I just, There's a big difference between those two. I am downing this thing. There is a big difference between <laughs> that, yes. Well, I, don't, I haven't gotten a big gulp in a long time. All right, uh, next. Dressing up, like with your Halloween costume, just with the excuse of looking hot. Where oh, do you yeah. land on that? Condone it, clone it, or stone it? Oh, clone it, baby. Okay. I mean, like yeah. when, you're, when you're a college-age kid or older... And, uh, you know, you see, like, the slutty Halloween costume. I love it. I think it's a great excuse for for girls to be themselves. Now I, I clone it unless it's Nick Saban picks out the sexy Harry Potter. Now, yeah, what about guys? Oh, well, what, what if you it. show up and everyone <laughs> is looking sexy? Is that okay with you still? Yeah, why not? You know, it's an excuse. Why can't the, why, why does the sluttiness only have to go one way? I know. I, I was Equal I, rights. <laughs> All right, last. Trick-or-treating past the age of 13, 13 and a half. Because remember, fourteen is 13, freshman 13 in high school. And a half. Well, fourteen um, is freshman in high school. Okay, yeah, I mean, so this that uh, range. I definitely stone that. However, if you have the balls to just show up at trick or treating, if you're like eighteen, I kind of actually respect it. So right. they're yeah. like, I I don't like it past thirteen, but then there's a certain age where it's almost like then it becomes cool again. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that does it for uh, condone it, clone it, or stone it. Loved it. All right, super good. And now all we got left are the best bets. It's Halloween weekend. We're going to have to see if maybe there's some spooky upsets in the works. But a lot of great games. Big oh, matchups this weekend. Okay. We got we to gotta bring this out of the woodworks, the spooky woodworks. The spooky Ryan, woodworks. Ryan, I don't know if the, if the wolf has seen the moon on this one lately, but I think Will, at one point during the season, has... He was up 4-2, I think, 4-1, 4-2. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I forgot I even mentioned that. I think it was 4-1 four, It wasn't four, intentional, two. but I forgot uh, until now. I, I believe... Well, I, let's just say 4-2. Yeah. Will was up 4-2 at one point in the season. It is now 8-5. to five. Yeah, Tyler's on a hot run. I got to change some things up. I, I'm, I'm making some changes. It's a full moon. It has been 6-1 and one the last seven weeks or <laughs> yeah, six weeks. Yeah, it's been, look, I, statistically, that means now's the time to jump on Will. I mean, if I guess so. If we're being honest here, now's oh, the time no. to, to start fading Tyler. You've got to repeat that. Say, now, say, say what you just said. I don't know. Are you setting me up for something? I am. Statistically, is now the time to jump on Tyler. No. (laughs) I wanted him to say now's the time to jump on Will because uh, sometimes we have to cut audio and get some good clips around here. Mm. But I think I talked over it. (laughs) Yeah. Damn it. No, you you made it. Your uh, intentions were way too transparent. Uh But eight and five on the bed board, Will. Now the trophy, which has been rumored to be fake, will be here sooner than later. I am skeptical. I know you're I skeptical. I haven't seen uh, hardcore evidence just yet. I've heard a lot of you're gonna rumors. Need, you're going to need to come back, okay? So you're down A5. I propose... Three games. Come on. It's week nine. But I propose... Let's start maybe peppering a couple more in there if you want to. Oh, I absolutely want to. If you want to get aggressive, Bring it on. like a hungry tiger in a cage I'm, trying I'm, to eat his... I'm doubling down. I mean, I, I'm either going to lose harder or I'm going to get back in the game. So All right. Doubling down. Let's go. It's a, it's a win-win situation right, for me. All right. Uh, we start off with... Iowa at Wisconsin, staying in the Big Ten. Bounce back spot for Iowa. They lose to Penn State last week at home. I believe they get a bye. They didn't play this week. Now they go at Wisconsin. Wisconsin 
They started off horribly. They've won three in a row now, including a win against Purdue last week, which Smitty picked, by the way. Big, sure did. big win for Smitty's pick of the week. Nice. And back, in, back, back in the win column. There we go. Back on the back right Back in the track. win column. Look, Iowa, Iowa's kind of had, or excuse me, Wisconsin has had Iowa's number. Iowa, they did beat Wisconsin last year in Iowa, but Wisconsin has won seven of the last eight before that. And I think that maybe that's where this line is factoring in because I think most people would look at these two teams and even though Wisconsin has won three in a row, they haven't been against very good teams. They've struggled against the better teams in the country. And we still think Iowa's a good team despite the loss to Purdue. So why are they three-point dogs here going to Camp Randall? Is it really just that big of a home field advantage for Wisconsin? I think this more has to do with historically that Iowa hasn't fared well against Wisconsin. You know, It's a very tricky number for me. There's no way that I'm taking Wisconsin minus three at home here. I think I'm very much leaning Iowa plus three, but Tyler, help me out. I mean, what, what do your ratings say? So my ratings actually have Iowa about three points better. So that would make this a bit of an overreaction in terms of the three-point favorite for Wisconsin. However, I really think that Wisconsin's defense has a lot to do with this. Wisconsin's defense underrated. Now, what we all remember, and this to me is, is a real important point when you're looking at handicapping games, we have to look past just the games that we saw on national TV because Wisconsin this year, when we all watched them early in the year, national TV looked average to below average. They've really picked it up. I think they beat Purdue 30 to 13 recently. Yep. Their defenses look better and better every Last week. Weekend. Three games in a row. Thank you. Three games in a row, under 14 points allowed. So because of that, and the fact, like you said, they match up well. The reason why Iowa can do what Iowa does, they don't recruit the best. They don't always have the best guys. They get people in the scheme. It's like Air Force. It's just a different style that a lot of people aren't used to. How often do you line up? There's two tight ends, sometimes three tight ends, all these different fullbacks. Iowa just catches teams by surprise who have six days to prepare for it. So a team like Wisconsin, who's prepared for Iowa, who has a good defense, who's playing very well as of late, at home, I'll take Wisconsin minus the three here. I know it's an overreaction, and I know my power rating don't say so, but you don't worship the power ratings and never, ever break free from it. If I see a reason uh, that may not be incorporated in the power ratings, like this matchup that sometimes won't show up on paper, I'll take Wisconsin. Okay. I love Iowa here, so this could be a bet board game for sure. I like Iowa plus three. They have the bye week. They need the bounce back win after that loss to Purdue. I think that extra week to prep really gives them a big advantage here, but you're right, Tyler. They play similar styles. They're set up well to, to face each other. Could be a very low-scoring game, but ultimately I trust Iowa in this spot more than Wisconsin. So uh, potentially a bet board game. We'll come back to it. Potentially. Uh, next game, staying in the Big Ten. This is one of the bigger matchups of the weekend. Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan currently a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. Look, these teams hate each other. This is not like the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry is bigger to both those teams, but there's actually like a bit of respect there, I think, among the players. The players on Michigan and Michigan State don't like each other. These games a lot of times get nasty, right. very chippy, late hits, that type of thing. Michigan State coming off a bye week. They, they had an extra week to prepare and watch Michigan play Northwestern. You know, To me, the biggest question here is, can Michigan contain Kenneth Walker, the, the star running back that Michigan State has? He's been the motor for that offense for Michigan State this year. I Frankly, I think he's probably one of the top two or three running backs in the whole country. He's very good. And I think if you can take him away and force Peyton Thorpe to beat you, that gives you a bit of an advantage. Now, Michigan State's going to have basically a similar game plan. Michigan has two really good running backs in Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. Can Michigan State contain those guys? And if both teams can contain the running backs, then at that point it becomes which quarterback plays better. And I don't know who I would favor there between Peyton Thorpe and Cade McNamara. To me, they're both a little bit of game manager guys, you know, 
just to give you an, an answer from me or yeah. from uh, PFF College, they have them rated the exact same. So, exa- I mean, there's I mean, no difference really. Both of these, these teams seem similar to me. They have yeah. very strong defenses, not exactly explosive offenses, but very capable, a lot of talent there. You know, look, an interesting note here, the road team has won every game except for one since Harbaugh took over at Michigan. Wow. So, well, home, home field advantage hasn't played a huge part for these teams. Right. I hate that Michigan State has the bye week. I hate that Mel Tucker seems to be a legit big game coach, and that that uh, that bothers me big time. Typically, when these teams play, Michigan State plays very tough, you know, because they always feel kind of slighted that Michigan is a team that gets the recognition, gets the better recruits, blah blah blah, and they bring out a lot of, of trick plays. Look, I I really hope I'm wrong here, but I I just feel compelled that I have to take Michigan State plus four and a half. This isn't like a will always down on Michigan type thing. It's that to me, there's value there that the home team coming off a bye, underrated pretty much all year long and is very talented. And I think that this is going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be super physical. So I'm leaning Michigan State plus four and a half here. So I'm on Michigan here minus the five. And a big reason is when you go back and look at, at rivalry games, this isn't any matchup. This is just for rivalry games. The reason I looked only at rivalry games is they play a lot. So it's consistent. You always have that sort of doesn't matter what the record is. You get the same. Venom in the same sort of, you know, uh, will to win from every team, every game. Okay. This rivalry game, Michigan, Michigan State, is one of the least consistent or most volatile rivalry games mm. in terms of against the spread. Interesting. The spread rarely matters in this game, and it hasn't for decades. Now, that's not to say some some years it hasn't, some years it has, but what that means that the, that the spread doesn't matter uh, this year. If Michigan's minus five, and, four and a half, or yeah, but yeah, yeah, four and a half or five, and they win by fourteen. The spread didn't matter. Okay, right. now if Michigan State's plus four and a half, and they and, and Michigan wins by two, the spread matters because now you cover with Michigan State. So the spread rarely matters. It's usually not close to that number at all. There's high variance. So I I like Michigan. I just think the difference is Cade McNamara. They've asked him to throw the football more. Both these teams are going to run the football. We know that. If Cade McNamara can be more consistent, and I think he can in this game, that's going to be the difference. Michigan State hasn't thrown it in as many crucial situations as Michigan in the last couple of weeks. So what I see from a, a standpoint of kind of looking at, at more play calling and decision making, what the coaches are telling me is that Michigan and Michigan State started in a very similar position. But through the season, Michigan has gotten more confident in their offense and has branched out more in their offense, where Michigan State has done the same thing very well, albeit very well. They've done great over and over and over. So unless, and you may, you may be right, Will, the bye week could have a lot to do with this. If Michigan State's got something different up their sleeve, then you may have the right side. But if what we've seen so far in the year, and I have no reason to think that Michigan State would put all their eggs in this basket, Jim Harbaugh's done a great job with this offense. They've shown to be versatile. I like Michigan minus four and a half, five, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to pick Michigan, Cade McNamara, while he certainly hasn't been like the best quarterback in the country or anything, he's very good with the ball. He only has one interception all year long. He he doesn't you know uh, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He's pretty smart with where he's putting the ball, and so that's good. And the protection has been good for him on the offensive line. I do think Michigan has an edge defensively. I think they've been the better defense overall. But I just to me these teams are always so physical. And you know you said that you don't think Michigan State will put all their eggs in one basket. I think that historically, you know, in the last decade or so with this rivalry, this game means the most to Michigan State. But 
But you have to ask yourself, is Mel Tucker all in at Michigan State, or is he coaching for this next LSU job that's, or something like that's that? That's certainly a question. I'm not, I'm not sold that he's all into the tradition and all of that. Look, I'm sure he's saying the right things, and you could probably find a million press conference you know, quotes that dispute this, but deep down, and I've seen it happen, he may be looking for the next job, so I'm not sure. I'm not convinced he's all in for this. That's a very good point. Compared to Hall Harbaugh, who completely is in all, all in on this. Yeah, and there is a different feel to this Michigan team from years in the past where they were so bad last year and they started the year unranked and you know for good reason they were horrible last year and people you know really piled on and I think that they heard that and they've had a a much more of like a workmanlike attitude this year I think they have a chip on their shoulder they have something to prove and so that is something you know I to me this game I think comes down to probably who can score that last touchdown in the fourth quarter to to break ahead and I don't have a good gauge for it either way. If I, if you don't want to bet against Michigan on the bet board, do you? No, I, I, I will not okay. make this a bet board game. But <laughs> okay. I am. I if I had to pick, I'd pick Michigan. Ryan, State what do you think of this game? Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, I, I got Michigan State at home. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's got Mel. I, I didn't think he'd go Mel. You're dead to me, Smitty. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I agree totally. Yeah. Uh, moving on, SEC Kentucky at Mississippi State. Right now, Kentucky a one point road favorite. Look, Mississippi State, I don't know what they are this year. They've been better than I thought they would be. <laughs> the leech, the leech is, do leeches turn to anything like caterpillars turn to butterflies? No, nope. They just suck I wish they die. did because that would make a great headline, you know? Much like Mike Leach. <laughs> oh, whoa. He's, he's a leech. He's, no, what about leech? He sucks the blood out of programs. <laughs> I, I, look, he's great. I actually like Mike Leach a lot. It's no, just, I, you know, look, they're barely, you look at their games this year against good teams. They're either barely winning or barely losing. Yeah, they got their asses kicked by Alabama. That was to be expected. But they're winning close games and losing close games. And I think Kentucky, I mean, we know how good Kentucky is. Yeah, they got, you know, stomped by Georgia, but we kind of expected that. You know, I think they have a better defense overall. But you look at Mississippi State's defensive numbers. They have like a very good run defense. One of the best in the power five. They're only giving up 93 yards per game on the ground. And we know that that's what Kentucky likes to do. Kentucky wants to run the ball. Yeah, they, their offense has changed this year. They're a lot more willing to throw and capable, I think, with Will Levis. They have the stud right wide receiver, Wandale Robinson, who transferred from Nebraska. I really like this Kentucky team. This line does kind of freak me out because I think this will be a close game. You know, I think that ultimately Mississippi State is a very dangerous team right now that a lot of not a lot of teams in the SEC want to face. And it does give me a little bit of pause here. Ultimately, I think that Kentucky just has the better playmakers. I trust Mike Stoops' defense to shut down uh, uh, Mike Leach a lot more. Excuse me, Mark Stoops' defense to shut down Mike Leach a lot more. And so in this spot, I am going to take Kentucky minus one, but I'm pretty nervous about it, to be honest with you. Uh, this is a great week for bet boards because I'm on Mississippi State. Love and it. And a big reason is last year, this was the one game that stood out and got a lot of people hating Mike Leach and the boosters talking about him. They lost 24-2. And let me tell you what, for a 24-2 final... That's probably one of the only 24-2 finals we'll go. They could have won that goddamn game. There were so many things that went against them. I remember because I had money on them. There were so many different things that went against them that game. And it was... It ended up being an embarrassment. Yeah. This offense, because they put up all those points against LSU. And, and they, then they two put up, points. They put up a few the, the following week. And this was the third week where they, it was like, no, no, that wasn't fluke. Watch. Two points. And it was against Kentucky at Kentucky. This is a huge game. I think Mike Leach 
has that classic weird Michael Jordan. Uh, l- l- let's not compare to Michael Jordan, but <laughs> you know how, so- how some athletes will come up with that sort of fake thing to get him going, right? That, oh, that sort I of see. like fake excuse, like, oh, they hate me when really they don't really hate him. Yeah. I think Mike Leach is going to do that with Kentucky this year. They did this to us last year. This is what we're going to effing do to them. This seems like such a Mike Leach thing to do. It's at home. I think they're going to have a big game. Plus, Kentucky, they're built to stop the run. I think they're 28th in the country stopping the run. They're giving up over 215, I want to say, through the air. That's off the top of my head, but um, I actually have it right here. Uh, pass yards, uh, just over 200, but they're 41st in the country pass yards per attempt, or pass yards per game. So I think that they're built to stop the run. I think they are susceptible. They haven't seen a team like this since last year. It's going to be tough, I think, for that defense. So I'll take uh, Mississippi State to put some points up, and I love the spread here. One. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, if I'm if I'm going to, you know, I think that it's not a bad pick to be on Mississippi State here. I'm not I'm not completely deep in my conviction with Kentucky. Not, you don't love any of these bet board possibilities. Well, yet. here's the thing is that with Mississippi State, it's it's a complete damned if you do, damned if you don't because every time I've picked them, they don't cover and every time <laughs> I've picked against them, they cover. So they're a team that I've been trying to stay away from all year long. And it's interesting to me that normally when you think of Mike Leach, you think about offense, but what, what I think will keep them in this game is their defense. Their defense is very good, very underrated, but ultimately, you know, Kentucky just feels like outside of that that uh, Georgia game this year, they feel like that they really have a confidence this year that we haven't seen from them in the past. They look much more polished, much more of just like a really good football team. I think they're a top 15 team, maybe a top 10 team. And ultimately, I think that Kentucky just shows they're better here in every way. All right, so what are the three games we're debating so far? Mississippi State, Kentucky. Mississippi State, Kentucky. Oh, not Michigan. No, we're not doing that. No, and then Iowa, Wisconsin. And I'd be willing to make the Kentucky game a bet board game, I think. So we'll come back to it, though. We still have... Iowa, Wisconsin. We got four more to break down. Iowa's plus plus three. So I got Wisconsin minus three in that one. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Moving on. Another big matchup for the weekend. Not as big after what happened last week, but Penn State going at Ohio State. Right now, Ohio State a 19-point home favorite. This game opened at 16. Obviously, a ton of money coming in on the Buckeyes. It's moved the line three points. Penn State, they lose to Illinois last week. Who knows where this line would be had they beaten Illinois or done it easily, right? But, I mean, you look at this matchup. It should be a big matchup in the Big Ten. You know, Ohio State's dominated this recently, though. They've won four in a row against Penn State. But you look at the scores of those games, none of them have been by more than 13 points. And in fact, a lot of them have been, have been one-score games. The difference that, I, you know, I, look, I, it makes me think 19 is too many points and I want to jump on Penn State. But this Ohio State team is playing their best football right now, though. I mentioned it earlier in the show. I think if I was going to bet on a team to win it all right now, it would be Ohio State because I think there's more value on them than on Alabama or Georgia. And I think they're that good. They've Since they took away the play-calling duties from Kerry Coombs on defense... The defense has been much better. It's been much more like we expect. C.J. Stroud has you know, gotten better and better. The offense is just outrageous. I think that this is a, a potential scary spot for, for Penn State. Now, look, you know, Penn State's defense is still very good, which I think can keep them, keep them in this game, but their offense has been downright terrible. I don't think Deshaun Clifford has been fully healthy since that Iowa game. He didn't look very good against Illinois. I don't love laying this many points, but if I have to pick, I'm taking Ohio State minus 19 here. Yeah, I'd take Ohio State too. I I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes with uh, James Franklin. Yeah. I think he's getting contacted by other teams. I think it's a distraction, and I believe the players see that right now. I think the players For sure. know. Um, it showed up last couple weeks. This is not news that he's being contacted, but it... it Here's the thing. When we hear from everyone who's a good source in, in radio or podcasting or whatever, we know James Franklin's being contacted heavily from all the colleges who need coaches next year. Right. 
of, and then his team suddenly looks bad. Uh, we have to put two and two together, right? Absolutely. So I think that's a huge deal here. Plus, on top of that, Ohio State's going for this. We lost to Oregon at home. They got to get rid of that. So they get rid of that with some huge wins against teams like Penn State. So I hate this game if you're a Nittany Lions fan, and I think Ohio State uses it as a chance to run up the score. I think it was Pete Thamel, maybe, or Pat Forty, or someone. Uh, I think wh- you're thinking of Thanos is his name. <laughs> he was. He's a college football writer. And a prominent one, and he just that report came out this week. Obviously, there were already rumors of there's been rumors for James Franklin to USC for years. Right. Uh, now they're saying that LSU and USC are kind of actively pursuing him and trying to get him to leave Penn State for that job. And so you're right, that could be that could absolutely be a distraction point for. Then again, that maybe that's a motivational point for him to come out and have a big showing. Uh, so he you can may get that think next so, job. but why would that show now? Like they've looked so bad for so long. Why? Why after a That's loss a to Illinois would he be like, "Hey, now let's put it on"? Well, it seems like maybe they lost to Illinois because they were looking ahead to Ohio uh, State. It's a look ahead game. That's certainly possible, right? They're, maybe they were putting more focus it, look, on. You're right. It, it's definitely possible. It's something that I will not bet into, though. Okay. I will take Ohio State. All right. Yeah. Me too. That's fair. Uh, but back to the SEC: Ole Miss at Auburn. Right now, Auburn a two and a half point home favorite. This line opened at one. It's already moved up to two and a half. Oh boy! This is a classic great offense versus versus great defense game. I've been wrong on some of these in the past already <laughs> this year because I felt like I always lean with the offensive you know team here. And this is a really interesting matchup for me, Tower. And I'm wondering where your power ratings are because Auburn. We know what Auburn is. They're a really great defense and they're an offense that if they're having a good day, they can score some points depending on how. Uh, you know, what's his name? Who's the... Bonix. Uh, thank you. Depending Mr. On how Bonix plays. We know Ole Miss is a great offense. They've been playing very well this year. You know, I think they're going to win more games than... I, I gave out the season total on, on Ole Miss. And thankfully, they're already, you know, 6-1. and one. They, They've had some wins where people didn't think they would. Nice. And so... This is a really interesting matchup for me. And, and I want to know where your power ratings have them. I have them almost identical... Uh, in terms of the numbers, oh, Ole Miss I have rated 22nd in the country. Auburn I have uh, tied for 19th. Mm, interesting. So very, very close. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, you, some of the teams that they've played so far that have really good defenses, you know, they, they scored a lot of points on Arkansas, so that's a good note. They scored, you know, 31 on LSU, and then you look at the Alabama game, of course, that's Alabama. They're only able to score 21, and they give up 42. Now, I don't think that Auburn has the defense to score 42 on Ole Miss personally. But the real question then becomes how can how many points can Ole Miss score? You know, is Matt Corral fully healthy? We didn't really know that going into this last week. I still think I mean he's absolutely the better quarterback in this game, and is you know that might be where my pick ends up being is just hey, I think we have a better quarterback for Ole Miss. I think we have a better coach in Lane Kiffin than Brian Harson, who by the way has been very impressive. Auburn's way better than I thought they would be this year. But ultimately, I think I'm putting my trust in who has the better quarterback and who has the better coach. And I'm giving both, both those edges to Ole Miss here. Yeah. I mean, I would probably lean Ole Miss. I hate this game. I, I think Auburn's look good this year, but I bet them when there was no value, this to me seems like it could go either way. I hate this spread. I hate this game. I mean, I love this game in terms of the, the entertainment. Up. Yeah. Sure. It's going to be fun to watch. You know, a huge Lane Kiffin guy. I actually have a lot of respect for both these coaches and think both Ole Miss and Auburn are going to be really good these next couple of years, but I don't want to bet on this game at all. So, okay. Fair enough. Staying in the SEC, the lar- the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Yee-haw! Georgia versus Florida. I believe this game is played every year in, uh, Jacksonville, is that right? 
It's not, not, it's not sure. played yeah, at a home sure. stadium. No, I, I think you're right. For some reason, I want to Tyler the Panthers. Google that for us. I'll schmoogle it. I think that it's in Jacksonville. But anyway, it's a neutral site game. Right now, Georgia 14-point favorites over their rivals, the Florida Gators. And look, we've seen Florida been a disappointing last few weeks for yes, them. TIAA Bank, Jacksonville, uh, TIAA Bank Field, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. It's not a TIAA Bank in Jacksonville. It's simply the field <laughs> that the bank sponsors. But I guess uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is not a name that's officially used anymore. Well, I mean, it probably led to sensitive for the, cocktails. And, yeah, and so, you know, or they just don't like cock in the name, hinting towards <laughs> underage drinking. If okay. that's the case, then I hope they don't have Peacock because there's some great shows on there. If you're thinking cocktail party, you're not thinking like 20-year-olds doing beer bongs. I think of like a nice dress shirt. Yeah. I think of mint juleps. Like, I think of like a, exactly. the, the derby. A mojito, yeah. maybe. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, to it's me, that's, that's a classy thing. So I like it. But classy listen, affair. we know that Georgia is the better team here. We, we know it. But this is a rivalry game in Florida can just play spoiler. That's I think this could be this could definitely be one of those games where you just see Florida throw chaos into the whole world of college football and they upset Georgia when no one sees it coming, especially with the spread this big. If this was Georgia minus six, I'd be much more inclined to say, you know, they they think that this te- this game is going to be close. Georgia feels like they have more of a shot. But I think right now that you know Dan Mullen can easily play this up to the Florida team and say, look, we know we can beat these guys. We beat them last year. Uh, you know, w- we can do this, and we can play spoiler. And no one's giving you a shot right now, because frankly, I don't think anyone is giving them a shot. Right. And for that reason, look, Georgia's better in almost every category. I do give the offensive coaching edge to Dan Mullen over Kirby Smart, but we know what the Georgia defense is. It's the best in the country. It's not even close. To me, I just think that Florida can get up for this game. I think Florida, we've seen what their floor and their ceiling is this year. They've played Alabama very closely. They, they've had some tough losses. To me, 14 points is way too much in this kind of a rivalry game. I, I think that Florida could definitely keep this game close, and I think there's a chance they even get a crazy upset win. I don't think it's insane. I don't love the 14 either, and it is going to be a big deal for Georgia. The reason why I don't really love this game, we always talk about incentive, and it matters more and more towards, towards the end of the season. Georgia is going to look at that Alabama game and say, we can use that as a mark, you know, uh, Mark, if we blow this team out and they only beat, or Alabama only beat them by a couple points, now we're pretty much cemented in, even if we lose big to Alabama, because everyone can point at that game and that one data point and say, that's where they matched up different in the season. Florida, uh, they Florida got killed by Georgia and they almost beat Alabama. So that to me is a big deal. But aside from that, my power rankings have this almost dead on uh, and I do lean with uh, Florida, so... Yeah, I mean, in last year, Florida gets the win. Obviously, they had a really good team. I think they were ranked one or two at some point. See, that's during the thing. Last season. Is, we, we talked about this last week, wins and losses. Florida and Georgia, I don't think, are this far apart. You know, yeah. I understand Florida's looked bad this year, but like you said, they've also looked very good. Yeah, for sure. And like some of these games have been close. I mean, you know, look, Georgia's had their number. You know, they've won three out of the last four. And actually, in those wins, that you know, the 2019 win was by a touchdown but the other two were blowouts. And so that does kind of concern me a little bit, knowing that maybe because this is a rivalry game, Georgia's certainly not going to be afraid to put their, their, their step on their neck and just keep put, you know, putting up points. So to me, this game could be a thing where I'm picking Florida plus 14, but if Georgia scores early at that point, I might jump on Georgia and say, okay, this game could <laughs> actually get out of hand. Because I think that if Florida can, can keep this game close in the first and second quarter, 
and just get, get themselves in a good spot mentally where they feel confident and they feel like, hey, we can win this game, that it'll stay that way. But I think that if they let Georgia jump on them early, it could get out of hand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but look, also we got the backdoor option. You got a lot of ways to... I'll go with the 14, though, with uh, Florida. Always an option. Always um, an option. Last but not least, Texas at Baylor. Big 12 matchup. Texas, two and a half point underdogs going on the road at Baylor. Now, Texas, two losses in a row. They lose to Oklahoma, lose to Oklahoma State. Both very tough losses for them. Both games they were leading in at one point. They blow the lead. Then they get a bye week to prepare for Baylor. And Baylor has been very underrated this year. They've looked good against everybody. They're extremely balanced on offense, which I like most about them. They pass the ball well. They run the ball well. There's a, it's a very good balance, and they're playing good defense. An interesting note here, Tyler brought it up with James Franklin in the Penn State game about maybe is he are, rumors about the coaching move, the coach moving to a different school. Dave Aranda is absolutely going to be on that short list for LSU targets. Is he maybe thinking about that kind of stuff right now? Is he thinking, oh boy, like now I got to worry about putting a staff together to go to LSU? Could that be a distraction for them? But where is Texas at mentally? Coming off two losses, they maybe feel like their season is over with. How is Sark going to get these players up? We talked about this after their loss to Oklahoma State as well, is that the game plan for Texas has been really great out of the shoot. And then, unfortunately, they can't make the adjustments. The other team crawls back in. This would be an interesting game where I feel like you could probably bet Texas first half, Baylor second half, ooh, potentially. Ooh. I, Texas, don't, I don't know the odds you can get on that, but probably pretty juicy. Texas just keeps jumping on teams early. They score early. The The game plan, the play calling is fantastic. And then they kind of, you know, they, 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 they struggle after that. And potentially injury played a factor in that, too, with uh, – Casey Thompson, he had a injured thumb on his throwing hand for the last couple weeks. Maybe the week off has helped him with that. I think ultimately I'm leaning Baylor minus two and a half, but I'd be really interested. Uh, I'd be really interested in looking at the Texas first half number. I like Texas in terms of the motivation, and you mentioned Dave Aranda is going to be getting calls. He may be distracted, but to me, it's more about Steve Sarkeesian building this Texas program, looking forward to next year. He's got a lot of young players who've been playing a ton this year, getting them the exposure. Plus, Texas is a team who's getting better than almost any other team because the pieces they have, I think they have, again, we talked about this with Notre Dame, a couple other programs. Texas will be on the short list of maybe not next year, but the next few years being in that top five conversation and cementing themselves in there if Sark can keep this going. So I think this is going to be a big game in terms of what this season means. We all know how much those higher-ups and those regents at the University of Texas hate losing to in-state schools like TCU and Baylor, who traditionally have never been as good as Texas. So I think that is a big deal, and I think that plays a part in this uh, the preparation for this game. I think we see a couple of wrinkles we haven't seen all season from Texas. And I like the Longhorns plus two and a half. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a, you know another another good piece of information here is Demarion Overshawn, who's like a stud, kind of like a hybrid linebacker, defensive back for Texas. He's been out. He was out for the Oklahoma State game. He's back at practice. Sounds like he's going to play for this game against Baylor, and he's a big playmaker for them. But you're right. I mean, the pressure works both ways when it comes to the higher ups. The Texas higher ups want success. And they have the money to fire anybody they want first year. They don't care about the payout. But there is pressure to compete against a local Texas school from Baylor as well, right? Yeah. Dave Aranda can can maybe, if he feels like, oh, I'm not the number one target for LSU, I'm going to get this big win, show everybody why I should be the new head coach at LSU. There's That's a lot true. of factors That's in this That's true. Game. That's very true. But you're going Texas. I'm going Baylor, minus two and a half. 
Um, Tyler, how are we going to make these bet boards? What are you thinking? So we got Iowa, Wisconsin. We're going to do that one. Okay. So that's one bet board. Mississippi State, Kentucky. Just make it, a, make it a mega bet board. Any ones that you brought up as far as contenders, <laughs> take them all. Miss, <laughs> Mississippi State, Kentucky. Miss, uh, yes. Okay. That's two. I'll take Kentucky minus, minus one. Okay. And then do we want to put Texas Baylor on there? Now, you've been 0-2 on the bet board betting with Texas. That's true. Would this put Texas in your list of teams you can't bet anymore if you lose this game? Well, no, because now I'm picking Baylor, but it would be, <laughs> it would be very much like Texas to in a finally Texas cover. Game. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm going to lean. I'm, I'm going to go away from that. I'm going to stick with just the two. We'll right. go with Kentucky minus one, All Iowa right. State plus three for me. And then our best bet. What did we agree on this week? We didn't agree on a ton. Uh, we agreed on uh, Ohio State, and we agreed on Ole Miss and uh, Florida. Those were the three we were kind of agreeing on. So where are we leaning there? What's the Ole Miss line again? No, no, no. Ole Miss we, plus two and a half. Or were you on Auburn there? Uh, no, no, you were on Ole Miss. I, I hated both those sides, okay. remember? Yeah. So, so let's do Ohio State. Ohio State minus 19. Yes. Boy, that's a big one for a consensus pick. I like I know, that. I know. Okay, love it. And then Smitty. We need Smitty's pick of the week. He's back the win column. You're three and two. What's yeah. it going to be? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame at home minus three and a half against North Carolina. North Carolina's kind of uh, underachieved this year. And uh, I think Notre Dame uh, will cover. Okay, I love it. Uh, Smitty just... You know, always just I, I like the quick. You, your recap is quick. Your reasoning is quick, and that makes you seem it's, like a genius when it's it wins. Almost like I don't know what I'm <laughs> no, talking no, about. No, it's <laughs> brilliant when you get the win. Last week it was just like, hey, everyone's high on Purdue and down on Wisconsin. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite, and it was it was brilliant. I loved it. Should, should we get out of here on why my new stand up routine? I've been working on a new joke. Okay, wait. Um, let me get my my my, oh, my oh, definitely winning parlay. What am I doing? First. Of course. All right, we're going Iowa plus three. We're going Michigan State plus four and a half. Ohio State minus 19 and Ole Miss plus two and a half. How bad is Those it going to be four. if you win all of them except the Michigan State bet and the one team that keeps you from winning is Michigan? Uh, it'll only be bad if, if uh, well, no, because if Michigan wins, then I'm good. So, so it's just but, oh, if they don't edge. cover, if they win but don't cover, so ooh, then it's a double. Ooh, yeah, double no. wham. All right, so give us your, your stand-up joke. So stand-up joke, okay. Have you seen the show Louder Milk? No, I've heard a lot about it, though. Okay, so for, other, for those out there, there's a show called Louder Milk, okay? So, there's a show out there, Loudermilk. Seen this? Heard about this? <laughs> well, I turned it on the other day. I can't take the sight of a bunch of cows screaming. <laughs> what? Yeah, there you go. I, I like legitimately uh, don't get horrible. It. I do not even get the joke. What is Louder the joke? Loudermilk. Ryan, oh, explain it to him. Okay. And now I cows get it. make milk and apparently they're screaming. They're la- mm-hmm. screaming cows. Ooh, That's very brilliant. loud. I love it. Very we end louder. the show on a bang, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, Follow us go. on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Bet with uh, BetUS. Promo code tailgate. Help the show. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good Halloween. <laughs>